From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. What up everyone? Welcome to the channel and an explanation on why we spent $50,000 on essentially a YouTube clip. So, yesterday we did a big news. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. What's common to this iconic Charlie bit my finger video or the original source code for the World Wide Web sold by Sotheby's this week for 5.4 million US dollars? Or for that matter, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's first tweet which was sold for 2.9 million dollars. For those not clued into cryptocurrencies, these are all NFTs sold for several million dollars a piece. The NFT or non-fungible token is the new cultural fad of the super wealthy and came into the mainstream spotlight when in March Metaverse comprising two Indian techies Vignesh Sundaresan and Anand Venkateswaran snapped up a piece of art by the digital artist Mike Winkleman better known as Beeple online for a whopping 69 million dollars Beeple perhaps had the most appropriate response to that price 69 million I think it probably means digital art is here to stay I'm going to Disney World Just as Andy Warhol captured the zeitgeist of the 1960s with his paintings of everyday objects in American life like Campbell's soup cans and Coca-Cola bottles, the NFT craze sweeping around the globe is about capturing iconic moments from our digital lives. In the process, asking us to re-examine what we think of as art. My colleague Labunita Ghosh has been tracking NFTs and has written on its impact on the art world. I start by asking her the one question that's on a lot of our minds. Lavanita, for someone who doesn't quite understand cryptocurrencies, how would you explain an NFT to them? What is an NFT? I mean, so an NFT or a non-fungible token is like a bit of data that's stored on a digital ledger. Uh, and that digital ledger is called a blockchain. So um, it could be anything, any bit of, uh, it could be a piece of art, it could be a clip of music, it could be a video clip. It just has to be something digital. Um, and uh, it, it is then you know, bought uh, with using cryptocurrency and then kept on this digital ledger called uh, the blockchain. Um, what happens is the reason why we use this word non-fungible, as you know, uh, something that is fungible means that it can be exchanged with something of equal value. Mm-hmm. For instance, I mean, if uh, you give me 100 rupees and you ask me for change and I give you two fifty rupee notes back, that yes. means that 100 rupee note is a fungible currency. Um, NFT or non-fungible means that this particular bit of data or this uh, digital art or this particular tweet doesn't actually have anything else of equal value. So it means that it's a bit of data that cannot be interchangeable with anything else. And when you have ownership of it, it pretty much means that you own an original 
piece of work that you can then decide the price. Um, and how legal are cryptocurrencies and NFTs given there is no official recognition of them? So in many ways, you can bypass this whole system of whether it's recognized or not. The problem is when that exchange actually comes into your bank account, because as per the RBI uh, and the RBI dictat to the banks, they won't recognize this amount. So you have to sort of explain to them and they may not, it may not be legit in their eyes. But around the world, countries have recognized and are trading and you know that Elon Musk had recently said that you can buy a Tesla car now with cryptocurrency. I mean, really, it doesn't get more legit than that. So I want to understand that if I were to invest in physical art, say like I were to buy a Gaitonde, I can hang the painting in my office, in my house, show it off. What do you do with NFTs? Are they just purely investments? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, one, one phrase that a lot of people who deal in NFTs uses this thing called bragging rights. It's like saying that I own the Mona Lisa. You can make 500 copies of it and prints of it, but I'm still going to own the Mona Lisa. So art is now going beyond the physical copy of a work of art. The, the very idea of art is now becoming more amorphous. Yes, absolutely. The digital space has taken it over. So, And I would say now the definition of art is also changing because oh. when you talk about an NFT, it can be pretty much any sort of a digital creation. There are memes floating around. There's this disaster girl meme, which has also been picked up by, for a lot of money, actually. Now that becomes a work of art. So not only is art becoming amorphous, the, the very definition of art is also becoming amorphous and changing as well. Anand Venkateshwaran believes in cryptocurrency so strongly, he quit his relatively conventional career to be at the cutting edge of this change. Anand is a former journalist who goes by the name Tubador in the virtual world and runs Metapurse with his partner Vignesh Sundaresan, who goes by the name Metacoven. Metapurse was the buyer of Beeple's every days, the first 5,000 days, for an effective value of $69.3 million. On its website, Metapurse is described as a crypto-based fund financed by Vignesh that is operated jointly with Anand. When he spoke to Labunita Ghosh, Anand was quick to clarify his role in the firm. I also wanted to sort of clarify uh, Metapurse and what we're doing together is funded and financed entirely by Metapurse. Like my job, my role in this has been <laughs> that of a steward, that of a truffle sniffer, uh, if I may call it that. My, you know, my, my happy uh, activity here is to identify these diamonds in the rough, these exciting, culturally significant NFTs and NFT-based projects to engage with or uh, invest in. Um, uh, you know, journalism, mainstream journalism is uh, quite far removed from the tech world. And usually... Uh, the crypto universe is populated with techies. So again, I want to go back to the fact of this jump that you made from mainstream journalism and all the other things that you did, advertising and all, none of which actually relates to the tech world in that sense, yes. to having the confidence to get into, uh, to become a crypto entrepreneur. 
see that's the beauty of the nft space labanita the thing is uh, crypto even today mainstream crypto if you want to call it or the tokenomics space crypto doesn't have a lot of space for journalists or uh, let's say right brain people in a sense so unless you are an expert like you said in in, in technology or in finance or uh, uh, in the culmination of the two it's very difficult to engage meaningfully with uh, uh, with crypto right if you can't program if you can't code if you can't trade then you you don't have a very significant role there the nft space on the other hand opens up many avenues many roles which didn't exist in crypto before and that's uh, i think that's what gave me the confidence right actually speaking of a bull run where on the graph do we stand right now where do you think that the peak of this nft fever has it come already has it passed us by where do we stand yeah it's it's passed us by already <laughs> going by the numbers i think really? we are okay. yeah definitely i mean uh, new, news travels at varying speeds across the world you know depending on uh, which which news uh, uh, space you're looking at but uh, the frenzy has definitely passed us but the best thing about nfts is that the phenomenon is here to stay you can't put the genie back in the bottle the idea has taken root and now nft is a globally recognized phenomenon that's something you can't take away and uh, uh, even if you don't have the same frenzy of buying and selling uh, a jack dorsey tweet as you saw uh, you know a couple of months ago the idea of nfts has uh, sunk some pretty deep roots into the common recall right but anand um if i were to invest in nft mm. i might want to make sure that it's a good investment uh, that there's a possible resale value uh, mm. so can nfts be a good investment in that sense definitely uh, they have proved to be excellent investments for a uh, for many investors not just a handful of them but if you look at nfts as just an a broad asset class and dip your money into the first nft that you come across chances are uh, you might not make your money back if that's the way you would approach it i think the ground rules of investing anywhere in particularly investing in crypto hold good for any sort of asset class right you have to do your own research uh, take a look at the provenance of the nft the creators the narrative that the nft brings the possible relevance of that nft in the larger ecosystem how long it's uh, uh, going to last and most importantly when it comes to nfts i think it it helps to look at how much one personally connects with that nft right because unlike tokens say the value of a particular token or an altcoin falls you're left with practically nothing practically zero a work of art on the other hand you buy because you connected with it at some deep level and even if you even if there's no market for it nobody demands that you sell it to them it's still something that you bought because you liked it and you own it that's the difference but if you look at it as a uh, as an investment class you must do a fair amount of research like with any other uh, asset class and try and come to terms with your own level of knowledge how do you explain to the rest of your family or you know older members of your family your relatives <laughs> about what you do and how did they react when they learned that you had uh, you and vignesh had spent uh, 69 million on a piece of art that can effectively be called a jpeg I mean, to be honest, Vignesh did the spending. I just egged him on. 
the devil on his shoulder so to speak but uh, okay. but yeah uh, it, it's been a funny uh, sort of a ride so far it's it's not easy to explain this away because the way i engage with crypto and interact with it is at a at a much deeper level because i'm not a trader as such so i identify with the um with the political nature of crypto it's a movement uh, a global movement at that which allows for a lot of ideas to coexist at a global stage a lot of subcultures to evolve so that's not always an easy or uh, you know light conversation but uh, i suppose uh, it goes something like okay you i see that you're in the news so you, you must be some doing something right so i think i leave it at that usually my wife gets it my parents uh, know that i'm i'm not doing anything radically different from what i used to do as a journalist which is to write and talk about things that are interesting to me so i think everybody is happy that way what was the reaction when they read about uh, you and nish having invested in uh, everydays <laughs> exactly what i said i mean we seem to have done something uh, big something massive in one way good good for you uh, when i start to try and explain uh, my father very politely cuts me off yeah i'm, I'm sure it's all fine so <laughs> good all the best that kind of thing they'd rather not go too deep <laughs> just fine ramani ramchandran is a crypto entrepreneur and the ceo of route protocol a company that facilitates data flow across various blockchains Laborita spoke to him to get some perspective on whether buying virtual art using virtual currency to keep in a virtual wallet isn't a recipe for a real financial disaster. Right. What I meant was when you say that something is selling for a record price, yeah. when you convert that record price into an actual currency, is it worth anything? And I don't mean only the people piece, but in general, there have been... lots of these milestones where we've heard of this or that selling for a record price i mean that's a product question right i mean when you hear that a piece of art or anything that has this unique and that some scarcity value i mean the somebody who sold a empty frame uh, some postmodernist artist or somebody in italy right and that was sold for 11000 dollars right so the expertise when you look at non fungible products uh, value is what the buyer is willing to pay and the seller is willing to receive i mean it becomes a bit of a philosophical discussion right skeptics have argued that nfts are a way to get non cryptocurrency investors interested in a domain that has excluded them so far ramani says it's not about whether an nft is a clip of lebron james's slam dunk a piece of music jack dorsey's first tweet a meme or something that's usable in a game he says what decides the value of an nft like in the case of art is really the eye of the beholder one is you know if you look at the three things that three four things that that makes nfts useful one is the scarcity value the bragging rights of what the other is the financial the third one is the bragging rights you make us what right so depending on the specific nft they are uh, maximizing Uh, basically, along these three vectors, you can't maximize all three. Most instances, right? But I guess in the case of the people NFT, the scarcity value is probably the vector that's being maximized. But if you look at something like Creator Coin or indeed something else, it's probably going to be the bragging uh, uh, rights and access to special experiences. Within these three vectors, uh, you could you could sort of figure out how you want to sell your NFT and and you know, 
Ramani also says the sale of NFTs so far focused on collectibles and unique items in the digital world. But he explains that going forward, NFTs could be used to combine art and commerce in ways never seen before. For instance, there's some other NFT that has a far more compelling use case, which is, you know, let's pick up, let's say, uh, I, I want, somebody's going to do at some point, let's, you know, go to AR Roman and tell them, you know, uh, let's issue an Yahoo, only release uh, 6,000 NFTs, 10,000 NFTs, right? And these 10,000 NFT holders are going to get first release rights of uh, the next uh, N number of AR Roman albums. They're going to get special fan experiences like air roman does a global concert they get backstage access something right and uh, maybe you know you can juice it up by saying you know for the next uh, uh two or three productions that i do i mean a small percentage of the profits trickle down to these uh nft holders so you can you can structure it in multiple ways right so if you do something like that that has a slightly more interesting mass more massively right so so you so it depends on how you structure the nft it's quite literally uh, combining commerce and, and uh, art and, and, and transactions in, in ways that has not been done before. Will it have value? It's different, decided by the market. Labanita says there's a real possibility that NFTs can change forever how the art world works. In a way, I feel that this has been very good for the art world because there are lots of young artists who, um, you know, who have digital works of art that wouldn't have even got noticed, let alone be sold. Now they actually have a way of making some money. This could be a source of income. They can put it out in an NFT auction or they can put it out in a, a, a sort of a space where a buyer from anywhere in the world could, if he or she likes it, actually buy it. So I think there's definitely some merit in that. Um, there's another point to it. Every time you sell an NFT, uh, you get a royalty back for that. So okay. like if people's work has been sold for 69.3 million, a percentage of that is definitely going back to people as royalty. Now, if I decide to buy every days from Anand and uh, Vignesh, um, when they sell it to me, that a little bit of that will also go back to people again. So for young artists and those who have no way of selling their artwork, who want to put it out there and want to make some money from it, this is a very good thing. But they get royalties every time the uh, piece of uh, the NFT changes hands. I remember many years ago, MF Hussain had uh, during a, a showing at Jahangir just strewn around crumpled papers. I think right. he was well ahead of his time. It could have been an NFT today, right? It could have been an NFT today. Today's episode was produced by Arun George and Joshua Thomas. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.